Chapter 1 Weeks later, and more than a hundred miles from the Cave of Prophecy, dusk had ended the day's work for the inhabitants of a quiet riverside village. In a small house on the edge of the village, three people sat at a table, a grey-haired man and woman, and a red-haired boy who had just turned fifteen. By the dim and flaring light of a smoky fish-oil lamp, the three were concluding an uneventful day, with a supper of oatmeal, raisins, and fresh-caught fish. This was, in fact, a very minor birthday party. Aunt Lynn had sung Jeremy a song, and poured him a second glass of wine. Tonight, grey-bearded Uncle Humbert had emptied somewhat more of the wine-jug into his own cup than usual, and had started telling stories. On most nights and most days Jeremy's uncle had little enough to say about anything, but tonight the birthday occasion had been melded with the prospect of a good harvest, now in late summer already under way. For the latter reason, Humbert was in a good mood now, refilling his clay cup yet again from the cheap jug on the table. Tonight was going to be one of the rare times when Uncle drank enough wine to alter his behaviour. Not that Jeremy had ever seen his uncle take enough to bring on any drastic change. The only noticeable effect was that he would start chuckling and hiccuping, and then reel off a string of stories concerning the legendary gods, gradually focusing more and more on their romantic encounters. Months ago Jeremy had given up expecting ever to be thanked for his hard work, He had to admit that the old people worked hard, too, most of the time. It was just the way things were when you lived on the land. As a rule, the boy consumed only one cup of wine at a meal. His uncle was stingy about that, as about much else. But tonight Jeremy dared to pour himself a second cup, and his uncle looked at him for a moment, but then let it pass. The boy was not particularly restricted in his consumption of wine, but so far had not been tempted to overdo it. He wasn't sure he liked the sensations brought on by swallowing more than a little of the red stuff straight. Earlier Aunt Lynn, contemplating the fact of his turning fifteen, had asked him, "'Suppose you might be marrying soon?' That was a surprise. He wondered if the old woman really hadn't noticed that he was barely on speaking terms with any of the other villagers, male or female, young or old. The folk here tended to view any outsiders with suspicion. "'Don't know who I'd marry.' Aunt Lynn sat thinking that over, or more likely her mind was already on something else, the gods knew what. Now Jeremy sat drawing little circles with his finger in the spots of spilled wine on the table. Often it seemed to the boy that there must be more than one generation between himself and the two grey people now sitting at his right and left. Such were the differences. Now Uncle Humbert, tongue well loosened, was well into his third tale concerned with the old days, a time when the world was young, and the gods too were young and vital beings, fully capable of bearing the responsibility for keeping the universe more or less in order. Jeremy supposed the old folk must have heard the stories thousands of times, but they never seemed tired of telling or hearing them yet again. Many people viewed the past, when supposedly the gods had been dependable and frequently beneficent, as a golden age, irretrievably lost in this late and degenerate period of the world. 
but Uncle Humbert's view, as his nephew had become acquainted with it over the past several months, was somewhat different. A deity might do a human being a favour now and then on a whim, but by and large the gods were not beneficent. Instead they viewed the world as their own playground, and humanity as merely an amusing set of toys. Humbert derived a kind of satisfaction from this view of life. It was not his fault that the world, as he saw it, had cheated him in many ways. Certain of the gods seemed to spend a good deal of their time thinking up nasty tricks to play on Uncle Humbert. Jeremy supposed that seeing himself as a victim of the gods allowed Humbert to have a feeling of importance. The other half of Humbert's audience on most nights for the past five months had been his weary, overworked nephew. Tonight was no exception, and the boy sat, head spinning over his second cup, falling asleep with his head propped up in one hand, both his elbows on the table.